Hello. Hello there. Hi, everyone. Welcome. We didn't do a song Mm-mm. or anything good. Whoa. Whoa. Sorry. Whoa. Yeah, that's me being too hard on us. Um, hi, everyone. Welcome to FOH. I'm Elaine Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And it's a, it's a podcast. It sure is. So first and foremost podcast. Second most, it's about the service industry. That's right. So those are the tiers. Um... And before we get uh, rocking and rolling here, just want to say, if you hear anything, uh, as I said to Kelly, it's like the fucking busy world of Richard Scarry downstairs. There's a truck, there's a milkman, there's, you know, people selling baguettes running around. Mm-hmm. It's chaos right below my window for some reason. Love Richard Scarry. I feel like he had really gorgeous illustrations of, like... um. Like little like ice creams or cakes. Like I just remember like a little hump that was like pink. Oh yeah, little so enticing or something. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, wanting that. I wonder what I wonder what his life was all about. Yeah, who is Richard? That's my new documentary. I would love that. I go on a road trip. He needs to be like I feel like R.L. Stein. Everyone's very engaged with R.L. Stein. Mm. I want that energy for Richard Scarry. Yeah. He's uh, the working man's Berenstein Bears. So true. <laughs> so true. Great analogy. I don't know. I don't know what those bears did, honestly. I don't think they had Not jobs. much. Yeah. Not much. They weren't They weren't busy. No. They weren't called the busy bears. No. Okay. Um, need to get back in that comedy club, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I walked through a comedy show yesterday on oh. my afternoon walk. That's horrible. Where was it? Um, Cause that's it, like not a good sentence. Yeah. Um, it was in Bushwick, Brooklyn and in a park. No, it was like outside a, like on the Bushwick Ridgewood border. There are a lot of like breweries and it was like outside of a brewery, but just like on the sidewalk. And a guy kind of went like this and I was like, no. No, don't hold your finger up to me. This isn't a shoot for an FBI show. Also, I was like, I recognize that shirt. It's from Top Man circa 2014. Put your finger down. Wow. You you should have heckled him. <laughs> yeah, I should have roasted that guy. I should have. I think I know what show you're talking about, even. <laughs> um, literally. Um, yeah, it's um, the self-importance of the return of comedy must be stopped. Must be stopped. Don't... Here's the thing. Pedestrians have the right of way no matter what cultural, you know, no matter what kind of event you're doing. Mm -mm. Okay? I don't care if it's CBS or fucking... Isn't this why you wanted to return to live comedy? Yeah. Is the unexpected... interaction. Yeah. Why don't you... Hey, how about you take a little improv? Why don't you just say, who's this fat ass walking through? Everyone starts to laugh. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) Play off it. Yeah. Well, I would have said, who's this beautiful woman? <laughs> well, if dude, I were, that's not getting if, a laugh. Well, behind, maybe the irony there. Is not getting a laugh. No. If I were behind the mic, that's what I would have done. <laughs> Let this beautiful woman through. Maybe he should have done magic, you know, comedy, and then he's, whoa, pull a rose from behind my yeah. ear. <laughs> I'm just kidding. People, I would have who can, <laughs> people who can do that are, are magic. <laughs> That's fucking cool. I well, it would have been cool. Also, I don't own pepper spray, just for the record. Oh yeah, yeah. Should we? I don't. I the thing is, is that like just knowing myself, it's like it's not gonna help me because I'd be like, 
Okay, give me a second. Like, I have to go. <laughs> this tote is so big. You know I lose stuff all the time. I have my little fanny pack. I'm like zipping yeah. open compartments. No, you have to have it ready. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not a good idea. Uh-uh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's how I would go about it. Uh-uh. Anyways, um, Kelly, how are you? What's happening? Everything good? Everything good. Um, I think we both... We both... Sat indoors, is that right? Yeah. So from last week to this week, things have changed for us personally. Yeah. Last week we said, I'm not ever going inside again. Yeah. And then we Cut did. to Friday night. Cut to Friday night. We both got a little tipsy. Not together, by the way. Oh, yeah. No, this is separately. Um, we only see each other in a professional capacity. <laughs> That's how we keep our working relationship pure. <laughs> yeah. Pure and uncut. Um... And it's like a cockfight. We both have little hoods. Yes, we, exactly. We, um, no, I think both separately, we were just like, whatever, just went and sat inside a bar. Well, for me, I was meeting people and I was like, hey, just a heads up. Like, I don't really do indoor stuff, but um, happy to, let's like, let's hang out. I would yeah. love to see you guys or whatever. And then it ended up being like really windy and cold. And they were like, yeah, come on over. We're inside, but it seems chill. And I was like, fuck. Because it was like a plan that was weeks and I'm like... Yeah. So I went and actually it was totally fine because I confirmed everyone was vaccinated and then I literally couldn't see another patron from where we were sitting. Like it was like nobody else was inside. Yeah. There was like a couple people around a corner and I was like, okay, like... I feel okay about this, but I was very anxious just for the whole thing. Hanging out with people who I haven't seen inside, like, the whole thing. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I couldn't even speak correctly <laughs> for a little bit. What did you say? No, I was just, like, dripping on my work, you know, like, mm-hmm. to, you know, trying to, like, talk to people, make things interesting. I haven't seen you for a year. Right. You know, I don't know. It's weird. Okay. I thought you what? maybe did a, you know, pickets to Titsburg kind of moment. <laughs> <laughs> No, that would have been awesome. <laughs> I wish it were that cool. Is everyone just looking at me as I'm like stammering and like, like everyone's like, yeah, so glad to see you. <laughs> Fucking loser. Cross your name off a list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but you had fun too. I had fun too. I, it was kind of a similar scenario where it was like very much, um, like you order, drinks from the bartender you go obviously there's no bar seating in new york right now you just go sit at your table it was like there was like one other table across the yeah across the way yeah i don't know what snapped me i was just like i guess it was cold that's what snapped me. yeah right yeah it's like so freezing outside for some reason yeah i don't know i don't like i still have no desire to go inside of a restaurant and have a full dinner like i the, yeah. the fact that it wasn't packed, I think, was really the saving grace. Yeah. I, I still do not want to go into a packed place. Oh, no. You know? But I was like, okay. You know, I know these people. Uh, da, da, da. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Yes, I think that if... if Even if there... Because there was no table service here, period. Correct. Yeah, same with my So place. it was like you went up to the bartender in a mask... Yeah. She had a mask. Like, I think even if there had been a server coming up to the table being, like, another round, yeah. it would have been a little more, like... No, totally. Yeah, the no-table service, sit by yourself in a table, I was like, uh, okay. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I will say it was very nice. 
to have a shitty beer at a table. Oh yeah, I had a I had a I had a gay old time. Yeah, it was fun. I, I was like, shot of tequila. Yeah, I was like, what the hell am I doing? But MF, what is this little tiny th- glass? <laughs> you know. He said, "I'm I'm a big woman. <laughs> What's this guy?" <laughs> I'm not a baby. <laughs> I need a baby glass. <laughs> Ma'am, that's a shot. Ma'am, that is a shot glass. Ma'am? That's a shot glass. <laughs> how, how do I hold it? Yeah, I have a um, But yeah, so I don't know. Another milestone achieved. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Listeners, are we canceled? <laughs> I don't know. Let us know. Let us know again. We're fine with it. Review, rate, subscribe, <laughs> yeah. or cancel us. Please do five star and then offer your critique. Yeah. We've been getting some more one stars recently, which I... Really? It's always interesting to me when you leave a one star and no review. Yeah. Give a review. If you if you insist, I would prefer you obviously give five stars and then say How in your review. Are. By the way, I think it's, it's really one star. But if you do want to give a one star, just a couple words. Yeah. We don't have any bad written reviews. We only have one stars. Okay. The Coward's Review. Come on, I'm interested. No, I want to know. I'm very interested. I, I mean, I could guess a million reasons why you wouldn't like this podcast, but I just would like to oh, know. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I can, it's not hard to figure out. <laughs> not at all. But I'm just wondering what your reasoning is. Yeah, I just want to get into your mind. Yeah. Your it's not, sick mind. I'm not like... <laughs> I can't possibly. Yeah. No, it's, it's more like, what do we agree on? <laughs> <laughs> Where's our common ground? <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah, that's our that's our plea. Um, yeah, I think I would love to. I would love to know a little more. I mean, I think it's just when we say stuff about very specific things or people, and then people listen and get mad. I assume when we say stuff, people have a reaction to it. When we say mean stuff that people have a reaction to, I think that's where those one stars are coming from. I agree. I think you might be onto something. (laughs) Cracked the code. I think I cracked the code. Cracked the code. Maybe they're just like, get a job. Oh yeah, that's true. You know, like at this point, what the fuck are you guys doing? (laughs) They're like, why do you, why is this still kind of marching, limping really? No, we're back and better than ever. And I would like to say that, the food world is back and worse than ever, but lots of news stories. That is so true. Things are really, I mean, this is the first week I think in almost, you know, I mean, probably a year that I've been like, oh my God, there's actually more than one crazy thing happening at the moment. There's tons of crazy stuff happening and everyone's, yeah, really vying for it right now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, senators tweeting about Hardee's. You got Daniel Hume going vegan. Oh my God. I mean, it's like, I was like, okay. You know, I can't keep up. Podcaster's paradise. (laughs) I say (laughs) just like weird Al Yankovic. (laughs) (laughs) God. Saying about, Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, but we have chosen, you know, the the biggie that was big <laughs> last week. Yeah. And I think uh, is still being talked about. It's still being talked about, but I also think it's it's kind of, at least for our coast, you could have missed it. Sure. Well, I mean, it was in the New York Times. Yeah, but we're helping. <laughs> we're helping. Um, no, but I mean, you know, let's, we'll talk about it because it is kind of a, it is obviously a big deal. And, uh, I think it, uh, 
like all of these stories, is relatable in some ways. Yes, it's like... Yes. Anyway, so what we're talking about is the island is idyllic as a workplace. It's toxic by Julia Moskin. Yes. Who we love. Yeah. Uh, her recipes, I mean. You like her recipes? No, I'm not that. I'm just like, I can't think of off the top of my head, oh, this is a Moskin. I mean, she's not as iconic as Dory Greenspan, but, you know, I think. I don't like Dory Greenspan either. That is insane. Uh, wait, do I? I mean, she only writes cake recipes. Well, there you go. I don't cook cakes. That. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm just, okay, she's not, she's not for me. Oh, my God. All right. But yes, so this is the this is the piece about the the isolated North Pacific Northwest island uh, Lumi Lumi um, where the willows was, and uh, everyone's talking about this. This is like an expose. Actually, you know, yeah, great record uh, reporting by by Julia Moskin, and she said it took her you know like three or four months to. Yeah, she said she talked to over thirty five people. Yeah, which is definitely like. Um, you know, it takes some doing. And I think that is representative of, you know, even we have been quoted in less well-reported pieces, like where it's like, it's obviously easy to get people, one person to speak on the record to, you know, say something, but 35 people is like, that's years in, especially in a restaurant. That's yeah. like people from, and even within the piece, it was people, some people who had been there you know, in 2010, 2014 right. to now. And right. Which I think is important. And I, and I hope that more people are, I mean, I know they're not, what am I saying? Um, are it's <laughs> like with anything, you need to get more than one fucking more than two sides of the story. Exactly. Especially when you're talking about fucking, you know, like it, workplaces and all like, you know, obviously yes. one, one employee and one employer, that's not the story. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then maybe HR and any, if one of those, <laughs> right. no, that's like, that's not what's happening. Um, so yes. So I don't know if you want to do the, the brief outline and then we can pick and choose, but yeah, basically, um, she talks about this chef Blaine Wetzel. What was that? Yeah, Wurzel? I know. I know someone whose name is almost exactly this, but just a few letters switched out. So I keep yes, Blaine Wetzel. Blaine Wetzel came when he was 24, coming off a two-year engagement at Noma, um, and came to this this restaurant, and it's an inn and restaurant um, in 2010, and he got a lot of acclaim for the food he was making there. And it's basically kind of like from top down, it's like he lied about the sourcing of ingredients. He has had one lawsuit that he was violating labor practices with Stodges, one lawsuit that there was huge wage theft. Um, people are saying there was, you know, hostile work environment. So kind of <laughs> <laughs> everything that could have gone wrong did. did. Yes. And I think it's pretty easy to see why all of these things happened and why uh, they were allowed to continue to happen. Um, and especially the sourcing thing is so egregious. I mean, it's all egregious, but the sourcing thing to me is like, I feel a new sort of spotlight is being put on this sort of thing because this is something that runs rampant 
in the industry. I mean, it is absolutely insane. If you only, if you all only knew, um, if you haven't worked in restaurants, you have no fucking idea. But the sourcing in this is such an, an extreme, the most extreme example of this. I mean, I, I don't, I can't think of another example that could possibly be more extreme, but basically, I mean, Jesus Christ, I can't believe this guy wasn't caught before this, but saying that everything for all of the dinners for the season, so the season for this place is April to December, um, is, uh, you know, uh, foraged, you know, farmed, grown, hunted on the island itself. So every, it's a self-sufficient ecosystem of a restaurant, right? So it's like everyone's fucking wet dream about the, a luxury, sustainable restaurant. Yes, and it's not just that it was like, I think you and I have both worked at restaurants that sort of by reputation, people believe that the food, you could, ostensibly you could serve anything and people would believe it was being like responsibly farmed because of the reputations of the restaurants. But this is, that is top billing. Yeah. And even in the comments section on this article, people were saying, when I went there, they go through each, it's a tasting menu, and they go through each dish and they say, this is where it's sourced from. And and also, they said that people would go in and say, I need a vegan or a vegetarian uh, dish, and they would just not do that. Yeah. <laughs> they would just be like, uh-huh, and yeah. just give you the same dish. And, and so that is, it's particularly egregious that they're like, this is not just the reputation, not just the kind of understanding. It was bold-faced lies. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not just like, oh, one day their crop was short on fucking dandelion or whatever. It's like this was a consistent pattern of like going to Costco for chicken or going like it's like we got to get beets at the supermarket. Yeah, or like the squid they said was just frozen squid from Spain. I mean, but it also I think is hugely represents how little... Diners actually care about, like, that caliber of diner actually cares because, like, they talked to a sous chef and he was like, I mean, it's just a mathematical impossibility. Right. He's like, yeah, no shit. Like, it's a nine-mile big island. You cannot make 25 plates for 60 people every night for six months. No. That, this... No, that don't work. Yeah, no, the soil cannot provide. (laughs) Like, and I think that, like, anyone who thought any, any amount of time about it would have been like, oh, I wonder how they actually do that. That's why I'm so motherfucking confused how this, I mean, I've never heard of this place, but how this became a constant darling of food media. I mean, right? I assume it's had profiles and reviews and all of this, right? Like, I'm, yeah. it must have. I mean, know? it's, they, you know, he's James Beard Award winner. Right. So I'm just like, I'm so sorry. Did no one go there and say... I spent a week at the, will you know? I spent a week with so and so, and let me see how he does everything, or ask yeah. two questions, or any. There was no curiosity. Or I mean, no it's truly pushing. like Bernie Madoff style, like where it's like you make five percent profit every quarter, no questions asked, and and yeah, 
It's because people want to believe these fantasies that lets them off the hook in this way. That they like, oh, I don't have to actually think about any of this stuff. Exactly. It's like, this is just what I think is the best. They, they're just taking care of it. Yeah. It's like, mm, that's never the case, actually. Because everything is a fucking a lie and it all sucks. So if it seems perfect, it's not. It's not. It's impossible. And according to one commenter on the New York Times, we have George <laughs> from Seattle who said... BTW, I always wanted to taste the pink singing scallops there and to find out they are trimmed regular scallops sold for a ridiculous premium merits federal prison, in my opinion. So, you know, we're taking them down. Take them away, George. (laughs) Lock them up. Lock them up. Lock them up. Um, Firing squad for that. Um, it's like, it's like we can't use A-cab, your... except, A-cab My leg, A-cab left his ass. A-cab except for people who trim scallops. Yeah, someone was trimming Alaskan scallops into tiny scallops. I'm like, what, where are the scallop scraps going? <laughs> Throwing them on the floor like biscuit dough? What's happening here? I'm like, I just was, I was just imagining the whole process. It's so twisted. It's so fucked Salad up. Salad scraps is family meal <laughs> every yeah, day. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What am I saying? Of course it is. Um, yeah, it's just like, and the thing is, it's like, it is like fucking Bernie Madoff where it's like, the lie perpetuates the lie. The money perpetuates the money. And that's why nothing... It's like, yeah. that's why no one's looking back. That's why no one's looking closer. Because it's like, well, it's working. Quote, yes. unquote. Right? Yeah. It's working as it should. It can't can't possibly be a lie. Yes. For some reason. And it's also like how all these things work in how media, food media, fine dining this sustainable, you know, meat production, all of this like stuff, like it all depends on each other. And so you cannot pull one, one kind of piece because then it just reveals like the lie of the award circuit, right? Everything. Well, also like there's not, I mean, not to be like, don't trust media, but it's like everyone is taking... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> except us but everyone's taking quotes from each other's pieces exactly quoting each other it's like quoting your fucking if i was like quoting you to prove a point it's like no like that's not how it works exactly do your, do your own work but they don't pay people to be real journalists they don't give people real jobs anymore so everyone's basically writing buzzfeed articles about this dumbass fucking place yeah exactly Exactly. It's like, that's how it happens. It's like, no one's paid enough to give a shit about an expensive restaurant, really. It make, it's like, so depressing to me. Yeah, and and then that allows, like, this sort of, like, you know, conspiracy between all of these, like, factors allows these, like, people are always, like, acting like <sighs> restaurants are, like, this, like, so foreign, so alien, like, how do we tackle, how do we begin to tackle, even to a certain extent in this article, it's like, you know, restaurants have kind of like come, come late to this, you know, me too, and how to explore that within themselves. And it's like, it's not confusing. It's anything that power is so concentrated. It's like, yes, when you have a place that is a hostile work environment where they're stealing money from their employees, like, 
yeah, that is going to get, like, no one's going to speak out because they're afraid, because their money is being stolen. Yeah. Because the most that they can do is walk away from it. And they want, and if they're looking to their careers for their livelihood, it's like, okay, I want that recommendation to get another job that's going to support me and my family or whatever. Like, there's a lot at stake. There's a lot at stake. And it's, yeah, and it's also this tourism industry. It's like, they're bringing, I mean, they kind of, again, it's like this kind of like almost footnote in the article they're talking about. There was a COVID case on the island, which is about a thousand people live there full time. And a COVID case from a guest at the Willows Inn, the like inn part. And everyone's freaking out because it's like, obviously you have a thousand people on an island. One COVID case potentially is disastrous. It's a hundred miles away from Seattle. Like, and it's like, it all works together and create, it's like, it's all about power and it's all about where it's concentrated. And then there's also another like deeply dark and fucked up, you know, uh, part of this where it's like, there was like abuse of the like indigenous people. And it's like, it's like really fucking horrible. And then the cover that they also, I mean, all of it is like just so typical, but it's like not one single woman had ever been even promoted to Sue in the kitchen Yeah, over. He's been there since 2010. So Sue is where you stick the women. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. VP, baby. Stick them, Sue. Um, hello? It's a woman's name. <laughs> um, like, over a 10-year period, like, you didn't, not one, one last kind of, oh, you know? no. And then they were like, so what's up with that? First of all, he, Blaine, was like, no, I had two women, Sues, which is like, <laughs> it's very much... Um, Lindsay Lohan saying, I only did cocaine 10 to 15 times yeah. when you're like a complete addict and you're like, what's, what's the normal, normal? <laughs> what's the normal amount to do cocaine? Yeah. Like he's like, no, I'm not a misogynist. I had two women, Sue's. It's like, you worked there for 10 years. And then they contacted the women and the women were like, no. no. <laughs> and then he was like, I love women chefs. I'm married to a woman chef. I also did a little, uh, a very brief kind of look at their, um, because I suppose, I, I, th- I guess their romance and their courtship was a very Instagram affair, right? Gorgeous. Um, uh, the, the chef is Daniela Soto Inez. Mm-hmm. Inez? I don't know her. <laughs> Daniela Soto Inez is, uh, she worked at, or was a owner, head chef, Cosme. Yeah. In New York. Um, high-profile restaurants here. She's a celeb chef in her own. Obama right. ate there. Obama ate there. Obama. Do you know him? Do you have you heard of Obama? <laughs> um, he ate there, and she. Um, I just like I took a peek at um, a. There's like I mean to just to give you all an example. There's a Wall Street Journal piece about the, them falling in love. Yes. So it's like, okay, this is what, <laughs> what every girl dreams of. This is. <laughs> This is what we're dealing with. This is the level we're dealing with. So I took a little peek at her Instagram page, at his Instagram. I was like, what's the vibe? The vibe is bad. The vibe is <laughs> I'm part I'm partnering with 
with hashtag Stella Artois to promote hashtag opening day for hashtag New York Giants. I mean, this is like, these people have personal publicists, have a PR machine. These people are like fucking for like, yeah, for their careers. It's like dark shit. Every, I mean, I, I looked at both of them and I was like, this is disgusting. Yeah. And so it's like, how can you look at that? Is that a person... The people we know, you and I, Kelly, mm-hmm. who are, you know, gr- agree with what they're doing or not, the, the you know, I forage a mushroom, I, I cook it on my, you know, at my restaurant. I grow my own, et cetera, et cetera. The people who are of, of the earth, and I'm, those are in huge quotations, mm-hmm. in the back of house, in the culinary world, these people do not, they're not wearing designer outfits and partnering with Stella Artois. Do you know what I'm saying? And, I do. And whether or not you agree with, like, that whole world, it's like the crunchy sustainability chef movement does not, this is not what that looks like. Even even on a, a glossy wit. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yes. They might still be featured in Bon Appetit, but the image there it's different do you know what i'm saying yes for sure it's a different feel and i'm like this vibe is so off and just looking at it i'm like this is not someone who's like i even am i'm not even pretending to create a nurturing environment or i'm not even saying the right words or giving off the right vibe to to be putting this whole ecosystem no it's i i very much do i think it's like it's surprising because um like it's 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 déclassé exactly and it's like you you once you're in the like kind of highest tier the highest echelon it's like you should be you should feel that you're above that yeah. i'm not i'm not saying i think you're above it but it's like i think to to kind of signal to the other to the people who are going to come to your restaurant that it's like not just um it's it's this kind of like wink at privacy and this mm-hmm. wink at we this what happens in this room is sacred and we right. share it and yes i agree it's very weird to then just go to your instagram and be blasting like shopping at target for my littles or like whatever <laughs> it's like shirtless drinking mezcal <laughs> i'm just like what is like this is just it's so strange to me and i'm like it's such a huge red flag I mean, social media for, you know, chefs is always a nightmare, but I'm like, at the very least, the smart ones are like, uh, no, like, here's a picture of me, like, my dirty hands mm. and my, or whatever the fuck. I'm like, yeah. you can't even do that. You can't even play the part of, you're the supposedly, like, steering this ship of, like, yes. lo- you know what I mean? Sustainable luxury. And I'm like, you're like a fucking, you're a goon, dude. Yeah. I think the, um... The, like, the insistence that it's, it's this piece, too, that, um, did you see this morning that 11 Madison Park was, like, we're going totally plant-based? It's this, this (sighs) rich people and, like, sort of, you know, liberals winning the culture war, what have you, that, like, they want it all possible ways. Yes. And it's, like, you want it to be luxurious, but you also want it to be sustainable, and you want it to be, it's, like, yeah, of course they can't source all that meat sustainably. Like, that's not possible. Right. Like, 
he's like, oh, all this venison was shot on the island. Like, no, they would have decimated the venison exactly, population. Exactly. So, like, they just bought it from a farm. Right. Like, um, I don't know. Like, it's just frustrating also on that level of, like, like, just, you, you can make good food, but it's like, why does it have to be, why do you have to, like, for yourself, why do you need it to be like more than what it is? I mean, that's the million fucking dollar question oh, right there. Freaking annoying. Well, it's also just that like restaurants as a model aren't financially sustainable unless you're like lying and cheating. True. And stealing. True. So it's like, I don't know the answer. Yeah. Gulp. Gulp. It's just like, it's just not possible. You have to be fucking up in some way to have a successful restaurant. Yes, for sure. I mean, you need, you know. know, And by fucking up, I mean like, you can't have it all. No, you can't have it all. You can't have it all. Women can't and restaurants can't. That is so true. (laughs) And that's because women's work is in the kitchen and women historically were the beer makers. Yes. And. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. Oh my god, everyone just makes me fucking sick. I'm telling you, I'm gonna puke. Mm-hmm. Reading about these people. It's really, um, lame. <laughs> <laughs> it's also just like, no, I'm not gonna say that. Um, it's so embarrassing and so predictable. Yeah, it's it's just that, that it's like, you can you can, you can dress it up, you can put it on a island that you can only reach by ferry you can do anything but it's like it's the same problems that are in every kitchen because you put this 24 year old man in charge and you say you're a genius you have absolute power and he says i'm gonna make a bunch of 16 year olds do shots with me (laughs) so gross (sighs) it's also just like i mean i know why but have you ever been around a 16 year old when they're drunk it fucking blows man i mean obviously i have not in many years but i'm like i'm like just last night i mean it was like intolerable that's the bar that i went to i made sure the 16 year olds had all been vaccinated (laughs) it's just like it's so dumb it's like you are so boring if that is edgy to you Ugh, exactly whenever you get like you get you confer extra power on people who are like empowered by like our systemic blah blah. Yeah. It's like they they're not creative. No. <laughs> they're not interesting. You're gonna get twisted with some fucking teens. It's like, yeah, I wanna oh, I wanna fuck a teenage girl. So what? So did David Lynch. Yeah. Big fucking deal. You know, and he's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh my god. It's all um no, they're all so boring and stupid. And I hope this guy fucking, you know, I hope he doesn't get a redemption arc. I hope that he fucking falls hope, off that island. You know what? I hope there's a murder on that island of him, <gasps> and that's a great new TV show. Wow. Really interesting. You know how many red herrings would pop up in that Oh, yeah. No, I love when they do small island. Enemy. He had a million enemies. Which one was it? Which and you know it's going it? to be the one you least suspect. So true. It's going to be, you know, his wife or something. I, well, I would suspect her. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> okay. So, so. You're not the co-writer of this show. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to murder me. Because <laughs> I'm going to spoil real it. Russian doll of, <laughs> of intrigue. 
Um, um, I just listened to a podcast where two people <laughs> went to the same, um, it's like a nature preserve where like bison live on an island mm-hmm. and they both on separate occasions were gorged by the bison. <laughs> what? Gored? And, gored. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not gorged. <laughs> I was like, wait, what does that even <laughs> Gored. They were engorged. <laughs> they were engorged. With bison meat. They <laughs> didn't so much. They killed them and ate them. They were both gored by the bison on separate occasions and then broke up. And then the podcaster was like, but is there a chance for you two? And they were both just like, um, no, but it is funny, right? (laughs) What? Yeah. Crazy stuff. Okay. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Brings you together, splits you up, I suppose. Yeah. Anyway, that's what's going on on the West Coast of America. Oh, God. I think this was on the West Coast, actually. I don't know. <laughs> now that I'm saying it. Good story. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> for bringing, thanks for bringing that to the table. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, these fucking people. That's all I have to say. These fucking people. But anyways, uh, as Kelly and I were, we both had separate uh, little stories about how we have had to run to corner stores or we've seen a manager run to corner stores to get uh, what presumably is a grass-fed, small-farmed meat from a bodega because they have that. Yeah. So uh, that's what you are paying to eat at a nice restaurant. Hydroponic herbs, (laughs) you know, whatever. It's like everyone runs out of shit because you can't actually create the meals that you want to on the budget you're given. So you have to go get like less quality ingredients. Random stuff. I will say when I worked at the Nomad, they used to just go to Italy. Shut up. Yeah. Which is insane. Didn't you sign an NDA for them also? Oh yeah, I think so. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Just checking. I can't remember. They made me sign a lot of paperwork. They did have one of those things where it was like, there's no class action. Nothing will, those two will never be brought down because you have to sign something that's like, I I cede my right to class action. Well, they should have had us sign that shit at restaurants we worked at. <laughs> Suckers. Oh my God. Restauranteurs live in quaking fear of class actions because they're all obviously stealing money from their staff. And it's like, just don't do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like, you know, they're all evil. So I know it's hard. That kind of throws a wrench in my advice. Right. Of don't do don't that. do that. Because um, and you know what? I, I stand by it. The back of house and chefs in particular. I mean, it's just there's no getting around it. You're a bad person. Yeah, there's an ego that allows you to excuse um, any behavior. And it's because, especially for these kind of little um, prodigies, these 24-year-olds, 25-year-olds, it's like, you're like, I am, like, everyone's told you your whole life that you're a genius and it's such a rare skill that you have. And you're like, so I'm allowed to break the rules. Right. Because it's towards this greater end, but the greater end is a scallop crudo. Uh, yeah. Get over it. Get over it. Get over it. Nobody is living and dying with that. God. <sighs> so embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. Um, anyways, I guess that's it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think we have any new patrons. Did we say it? Yes. We, had, we already said we that. Did. Okay, great. Yeah. 
Um, we have some Patreon stuff coming out, newsletters as usual. What else? Any other updates? Shirts, stuff coming? Yeah, coming. I gotta go to the Michaels and get some shirts. I always gotta go to Michaels. My um, favorite store in Manhattan. Ooh, the Manhattan Michaels. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes, in Chelsea. They have a they have a full restaurant inside that Michaels. <laughs> you go in, do a little shopping. <laughs> yes, there's a bathroom attendant. Russian she tea. gives me a mint. <laughs> Luxury Michael's Russian tea is like, really? I'm loving that. Um, Good stuff. Yeah, Michael's is great. All right. Well, everyone, I hope that you are doing okay. And if you're back to work, that you don't work for somebody like this person. True. Like Blaine Wet. What is his name? Blaine Blaine Wetzel. Wetzel. I know someone named Blake Wexler. Isn't that weird? So that's really tripping me up. Yeah. Those are both made-up names. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you're looking at a Scrabble board and you're like... (laughs) That's like when you have a stroke and you're like trying to read. Yeah, that's one of the new new signs of a stroke if you say this man's name. It's like... Blaine Wexel. Yeah. You don't even have to use your tongue to say that name. You just... Blaine Wexel. (laughs) No tongues needed to say... Okay. Anyways, well, everyone, I hope you have a great week. (laughs) All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.